Hi and welcome to Cashflow Candy. This is Annette Lakovich and this is episode number 12 with Debbie Spellman. Now in this interview, Debbie was 38 weeks pregnant. It's been two weeks and she has delivered a beautiful baby boy. So congratulations, Debbie. Debbie helps women who struggle with their emotional thoughts. Her Detox Your Mind TV show on YouTube is listened to by 63 countries around the world. And she's also built an incredible online community called The Sisterhood. She's a regular columnist in the Women's Fitness magazine and also a lot of other print publications like Women's Day, Cosmopolitan, Blackmore's The Vitamin magazine and also Australian Natural Health. What Debbie shares in this interview is really important and I see it all the time where women identify themselves through their work or through how much money they actually earn. So Debbie really helps you tap inside and actually work out what your own self-worth really is. If you were to strip everything away, all the materialism, you strip it all the way, what is your self-worth? So let me introduce you to Debbie Spellman. This is Annette Lakovich and you're listening to Cashflow Candy. Join me while I interview successful entrepreneurs, business specialists, and share the ultimate information, helping you increase your sales, doing what you love. So let's start making some candy for your business. Hello, everybody. It's Annette Lakovich here with Cashflow Candy, and I'm so excited to be sharing with you such a beautiful soul today. I've had the pleasure of meeting this beautiful lady called Debbie Spillman and actually sharing the stage with her at a, um, a couple of events. And let me just tell you a bit of a sneak peek about Debbie. Debbie is a mind detox therapist, a life coach, a writer, and obviously a speaker. Uh, and what's beautiful and what I loved most about Debbie was that, and still is, is she's on a mission to redefine how women see themselves. Now, this really connects with me um, because when I work with women one-on-one through, you know, sales coaching, and I tell you what, the best personal coaching, <laughs> best personal development course you can ever do is actually with sales because it brings up a lot of your shit. <laughs> and um, when you're actually working on your business because there's such, you know, trials and um, tribulations that you experience. So when I actually heard Debbie speak, I connected with her one, because of my journey as a female, and two, the way that I go through life and as an entrepreneur and other women. So Debbie, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show and welcome. Mm, thank you for having me. <laughs> Debbie, can you just start with your story? Because if anyone uh, is able to go onto the, the website where we uh, promote Cashflow Candy, you'll see that Debbie is not just beautiful on the inside, she is extraordinarily gorgeous on the outside and she has a really interesting story. So Debbie, can we start off with a bit of your story, the one that you actually shared at that Girl Power event? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Um, oh gosh, where does it start? Well, I think <laughs> I'll start from the very beginning because we can all relate to this as women. My struggle with myself began at a very young age, I think probably around 15 years old. My mum said to me, oh, you're putting on some weight. And I don't know whether it was that common or whether it was just hitting puberty, but from that moment, my life changed and I started to really hate on myself and starve myself. Wow. So worried about what people thought of me, really wanted people to like me and actually consumed all of me through my years of high school. And um, this continued all through into my 20s and I didn't really recognize anything was all that wrong. Again, like many other women, I struggled with binge eating, I struggled with starvation, I, I really um, struggled with accepting who I was. Mm -hmm. And so 
On the outside, I started my personal development journey at age 20, 21. And I always knew I wanted to be a life coach, but I thought I would leave that till I have kids. Let me just go live life a little bit. But then I ended up spending the rest of my 20s trying to find my calling, which looking back in hindsight, I look back at all my my, um, seminar junkie (laughs) workbooks and I can see it in plain sight, like Mm. inspiring women around the world coaching. Um, so anyway, then I got into that because I was so in uh, lo- in love with the world of personal development because I grew up not with a lot of um, money. My family grew up on a farm and, and very much scarcity beliefs from my dad's side. So when I discovered this whole realm of beliefs and if I could only change my scarcity belief, then I would have money, then I would be happy. So for the first part of my 20s, I spent so much time and energy trying to identify and change these poverty beliefs. So mm. I would have vision boards of Aston Martins and yachts and all of this money stuff that I thought would bring me happiness. So it was no surprise that I attracted to me one of the world's leading concierge to the rich and famous. And it was a job slash business that we brought to Australia, yeah. which was the epitome of everything I thought would make me happy. It was wealth, status, success, image. And so when I lived this life, I didn't think anything was really wrong. It was only when I left that I hit rock bottom. So this was at age 28. And the reason I hit rock bottom was because I had defined myself by my lofty business title and this global brand and all the designer clothes I was wearing and all the acquaintances and the A-list parties and and all of this had become my identity Mm. that when I left, I really found myself asking, I, who am I? I'm not important anymore. I'm worthless. I don't have anything to identify with. And that led me on a two-year journey of intense self-discovery. And out of this two-year journey, that's when I launched my business because I recognized that my lowest moments in life were the times that I compromised who I was for someone else. Mm. And it ended up making the biggest regrets of my life. And so then I transformed that and healed that and through that developed the message of self-worth and helping women with their own self-worth so that they never made the same mistakes I did of compromising who they were for other people. Yeah. You know, it's it's quite interesting because uh, you and I actually have a very similar upbringing. Oh, really? <laughs> and we've never really, um, no. even though we've, we've we shared the stage together and, you know, you're on stage, then I'm on stage and you never get time, you know, back at the show to talk and I think that time when we did the tour I was six weeks pregnant so I couldn't even tell anyone and I remember just going through it wasn't just morning sickness it was was daytime and nighttime sickness I felt worse at night and I remember all you girls actually went to go away to you know have some drinks and I just wanted to go home curl up and feel sick (laughs) because I couldn't tell anyone I was pregnant so we didn't even get to connect them um and what's interesting about your story is I actually came from um just not, not not a farm, but I was actually, you know, up in Springwood in the Blue Mountains, more country-like type of mindset. Uh, we, we had horses and we had everything like a farm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Our property was big enough. Um, and the upbringing was the same thing. It was always around scarcity and work really hard for your money. And um, it was, you know, even though our parents provided us with the most brilliant life, like I had the most brilliant childhood, um, 
I, I really did have the feeling that I could never amount to anything financially. I always wanted to be some type of superstar or rock star or, you know, model even back then. Like I remember like the, the pressure of wanting to look good and feel good, which is quite interesting here in your journey, which a lot of girls' journey is um, still mm. today. Um, but even into my um, up until I was 27, I always had really bad pay always had really bad pay, always paid under the award. Um, and it wasn't until really, um, actually it was not even then, it was, I think it was when I was about 30, I went to step away from a training role and I was getting uh, pimped out at a rate that I thought was actually a lot. But I looked around and I could see what everyone else is making and I was only making 30% of what this company was, you know, leasing me out or pimping me out, I always say, <laughs> for. Um, and eventually I realised that I was actually worth more than what they even had and I was working for somebody that had a scarcity mindset too. So I actually mm. really dived into personal development. I knew what I wanted. I knew that, you know, I belonged on the stage. I knew that I was there to lead. I was, knew I was there to change lives. Um, however, I knew I had to work on myself. And the funny thing is, Deb, as soon as I did and as soon as I had that realisation of my value, the value I give corporate companies and the value I give an individual, straight away I went from being pimped out <laughs> with a company at $1,500 a day and I was only getting 30% of that to land in my first corporate speaking gig for 60 minutes for 3 k Mm, like that fascinating. boom and as soon as that happened I realized all my stuff on my vision board <laughs> that was there could actually really come true do you know what I mean like it was it was it was crazy um and to hear that you've sort of gone through that and you've made a business out of that um is such a beautiful gift to give other people the, the the one thing you actually just said, which I'm going to link to everybody because obviously, you know, Deb, that my craft is, you know, how to inspire your customers to buy and purchasing, buying anything is gives you an incredible feeling. And you mentioned something before about, you know, getting really hooked on, you know, you had the brands and you had this and you had this, all this external stuff going on. Um, and that gives you that temporarily dopamine hit. It, it, it gets you to feel good. Um, so what do you do differently? How do you actually get these people to make a shift? So instead of concentrating on this external stuff, like if I have this car, if I have this watch, if I have this handbag, this is going to make me feel good, right, to actually doing a shift, what is it you actually do? Mm, great question. So I think um, all of us women can relate to this and we all have an ego and the ego likes to yearn for appreciation, recognition, approval to be liked. And so the first thing is to recognize that the ego is the one driving this need and and as a woman, you're looking externally to fulfill your worth and value through your appearance, through men, through your career or other people's opinions. So mm. just that realization and awareness that you are looking externally to gain your level of value and worth is the very first step. Mm -hmm. The second step would be to then recognize that your value and worth is inherent in you as a woman and in order to find it there's a few steps I take women through the first is to identify their values and that is what is most important to them because mm -hmm. when we live according to our values that's when we find the most fulfillment the second is to identify their virtues 
So they're the character traits such as humility or kindness or grace that, you know, it's the woman they desire to be. And thirdly, it's identifying their life vision and really making that so powerful that when they combine their values, their virtues and their vision together, Mm -hmm. it's such an intense, beautiful feeling that when you're working along that purposeful path and you're embodying who you want to be and you're doing the things you love and you're moving forward, you actually care so much less about what other people think of you. Mm, And suddenly all of that shifts and you know what's important and all the other stuff is no longer important. Mm, wow. I could just listen to her for days. I don't know about you guys listening, but I'm just sitting there just going, oh, I actually feel so calm listening. <laughs> it's quite interesting with the, the values and sitting there and getting somebody's values out. I'm sure you use it like an value elicitation is what you actually do with your clients. Like Correct, yeah. yes. And isn't it interesting where suddenly um, with a values elicitation, you can see the conflict is as well. How there's these mm. conflicts and you can see that some of the things that are happening, the reason why they're not moving forward is there is a, a conflict in values. You know, I want to look good but I want to eat my chocolate. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Deb, let's talk about the change, okay? So let's just say you're now, um, what was it, 28 when you realised that you you've think that you had everything in the world but you realised that, hey, this is not actually, wasn't fulfilling me truly. I'm Mm -hmm. going to step in and start creating a business. How did you go at the start? Because startup, let's let's be open, startup is hard, right? It's (laughs) Uh just to be able to get the cash in and pay your way. So what was your journey like then? How did you actually make the leap? Did you start fresh with no part-time job supporting you? Uh, How did you get clients? Talk me through that. Mm, great. So what I ha- what what happened was when I left um, the concierge business, I had ended up well because 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 I left and I thought I have no idea what I'm going to do because I actually thought I would be in that business for the next ten years, and so when I left, I thought I just need first of all to get money in. So I ended up working as a promo girl, and you know what? It was the best thing I ever did because coming from a general management position and being having so much responsibility to go and work in promotions, ah, oh, all care, no responsibility, finish <laughs> at five. I was loving it. It was fantastic. So I did that and um, and then I decided, you know, my, my background and my skill was in personal assistant work, was in internet marketing. I've had an interest in internet marketing since my personal development days at age 20. So I ended up just um, launching a speed networking company with my girlfriend and that never actually took off. But what did happen is during that process, I went to a joint venture workshop because I thought I have no budget, I have no money, so let me just go figure out how to do joint ventures and then that's the way I'll grow. Mm-hmm. Ended up meeting a guy there and he asked me to meet for coffee afterwards and then we met for coffee and explained to me all the reasons why speed networking wouldn't work. And he, he was very smart because he'd actually worked with a speed networking company down in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And then he said, however, I'm looking for a business partner, do you want to come on board? So that was the start of a beautiful three-year relationship of running a social media marketing agency. Mm -hmm. Um, And during that time, I then studied everything I could about the mind and all of the stuff on my work and launched my business side by side. So you you knew in your heart of hearts this is what you want to do but you were still um, working with this guy, doing the social media stuff, but on the, the, the back end of it you're thinking, right, this is what I'm lining up to eventually take the leap. Is that pretty much what was going on? 
absolutely. It yeah. was definitely my passion. Although I love, I love social media. I love internet marketing. I get lit up about it, and it's fantastic as a coach that we still still can do this running an internet business. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I never liked doing what I was doing. And in fact, I stayed for a year longer because I actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> but I did start to go from four days a week to t- three days a week. Yeah. And merge both of them. So for a period mm. of two years, I worked seven days a week from 7 a.m. till 11 p.m. at night Gosh, to make it happen. But I never felt the strain of it because I just loved doing it. And, you know, <laughs> I'm sure you've pulled on a lot of your expertise from that <laughs> experience building your own business as well, right? Completely. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I know it. And when you, when you said you know, what was the transition like? I I speak to my female girl bosses all the time and so many of us say we would never want to go back to startup. Mm, Not not, not knowing anything. So launching a business from now, totally different story, but going back to startup not knowing anything, it's tough. (laughs) So um, it's quite interesting and this is what I'd love for the listeners to take away is making a decision. Sometimes we're stuck. And if you're in that startup phase, or even if your business is in the growth stage and you've got a decision there and you've been holding off for a while, holding onto a decision, getting perfection paralysis. I don't know if I should do it because what if it doesn't work? Just make the decision to move ahead. And the funny thing is, once you move ahead, even if it doesn't work, it gives you the feedback of what's the next step. And let's just say for you, Deb, it was like, you thought about this speed networking company and, you know, you gave it a go, then you're open to actually sitting down with this guy and having a meeting. It's always about openness and going, okay, this doesn't work. What's next? What's next? But sometimes people get so stuck in not even making a decision. They think it's safer, but it's actually not safe staying where you are. Um, and it's, it, it's horrible for your self-esteem as well. So I loved that it just goes to show that you can work with your passion and sometimes you didn't even know what it was. It was like, let's just do the stepping stone. Or you did, but it was like, let's do speed networking and let's just see what comes out of that. We'll see if we can build a following. Do you know what I mean? And finally Mm. you chipped away and you met this guy, which you might not. Would you have met him if you didn't go to the speed networking? No, not at all. It's that that starting that company, which never actually started, we ran one event, was opened up to three years of an amazing company. So you've just got to move forward and take the next step. Amazing. It's been the most easiest way now for you to attract your business. Now, guys, you know, I want you to check Deb out on her YouTube page. She's got, you know, thousands of followers. She's been in so many magazines. She's, you know, she's truly, you know, an inspiring female entrepreneur. Um, What's been the most significant thing for you right now attracting clients? Because this is one of the biggest hurdles that most people have. It doesn't matter if they're a coach or if they're actually in some type of a service business. How do you find is the the easiest way, the easiest way? Because I know you probably attract (laughs) clients from all different ways. But if you go, you know what, now I just think about it. What is my easiest way that I actually get clients? What would it be? I think the biggest thing that's shifted for me um, over the last few years is value and love. So social media, for me, Facebook, mm-hmm. works phenomenally. And I just think as long as you give, you've got to give, I mean, internet marketing. So I guess the biggest number one thing is internet marketing. It's how mm-hmm. I get all of my clients apart from word of mouth. 
but there is a way to do it because you can have a Facebook page with 20,000 people and zero engagement and mm-hmm. nothing's happening. Yeah. So it's really important through social media that one, your content is so freaking valuable because there is so much content out there right now mm-hmm. that unless you provide your best stuff, you're, you're just going to be missed. Yeah. And there's so, so much noise out there. There's so much oh. noise now. <laughs> There is so much noise compared to when we started. So you've got to provide exceptional value, being really clear about your message and your point of difference. I think for me, having the hook of self-worth, although it is my story and although it is completely 100% authentic, it's also given me the hook I need to be different from every other coach Mm -hmm. and therapist out there. Because when I was branded as Detox Your Mind and I worked just with women, Um, Yes, I was still getting a great amount of clients and a few men, but the moment I switched my business to the self-worth hook, which came about from me doing some more inner work, my business literally took off. Mm -hmm. Everything changed. When I was more vulnerable, when I was more open about my stuff, um, that's when people really connected with me. Mm. So I think the biggest thing is find that hook that you have that's truly authentic to you, give it out with loads of value online, and you've got to encourage and love people. You go over and above to make people feel special, whether it's a comment on your Facebook page, an Instagram post. When you come from a place of encouragement, you can't go wrong. Mm. And how do you run your business? Is it just you? Do you have a VA? How's it sort of set up internally? Yeah, I have two VAs. So mm-hmm. I have um, I hired one girl in the Philippines some years ago yep. and found that I was terrible at delegating. <laughs> so then I hired a VA in America whose sole responsibility, she's on le- much less hours, yeah. but sole responsibility is to manage the VA in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So because she's great with English and organization, <laughs> I just delegate to so her. So she's your brain. <laughs> she's my brain and she just goes and outsources and sets up the scheduling for the yeah. other one. Um, and then I, so then do you have a meeting with the girl in the USA, um, tell her what's going on and then she just sort of itemizes it and then puts it into tasks and. Yeah. So we have main, main processes pretty much. She does all of, she's my online business manager. So she does all of my online, um, interviews and, uh, TV and social media. So we work through Asana mm-hmm. and I just schedule, I run through the Love process Asana. with her. How good is Asana? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I run through the process with her and then I get to a point where it's very automated and I'll say outsource this to the other lady. Mm. And um, so that's worked really well for me and I have a video editor. But apart from that, it's, um, yeah, so just outsourcing mm. through key contacts but finding the good ones and then holding them. Yeah. Hey, and what the listeners might not know yet is that um, you're due in, well, within the next two weeks. I know. <laughs> it could be lucky or you could be me, you could be over. I think I went to 41 and a half. <laughs> oh, I do hope so. It would be next time. Um, so tell me, how how are you going to juggle things? What what have you got sort of set up? And I'm just going to share something. And I don't know if you have this fear. I'm going to be completely vulnerable and honest to everybody right now. Most people know that I'm just saying what I feel. When I found out I was pregnant, which was a surprise, I was 39, so it shouldn't have been a surprise. I should have been working on it, but I wasn't. Um <laughs> The first thing, I actually was excited. I I will say that. I was so excited for the surprise. And then the next day what set in was I have built my brand, which is around me for so long now. I've been going hard for a few years now. I'm scared that what I have built, I'm suddenly going to fall off the perch or I'm going to lose my place in line. So Um. through fear, total fear, 
I totally changed my business. I was meant to be speaking uh, the following year in the USA and doing a tour over there. I was currently doing a tour here and just went, okay, that's it. I'm taking everything online. Um, which was a nice thing to do. I had to do that even though I just love live um, trainings. However, I was so scared, so scared in losing my clients, so scared of losing, you know, my place in line, like I said before. So I actually had clients booked in four weeks after I had the baby (laughs) and I was traveling at week six and week seven. I was doing four speaking gigs a week in week six and week seven. Forgot my breast pump for a lot of them. So before I'm going on stage, I'm in the toilet hand expressing, um, thinking this is just a little bit too much stress for me right now. And, you know, the funny thing is though, when I was hand expressing, I was just in the zone. Like I'm like, okay, just do this, you know, get it out, release the boobs and just get on stage. (laughs) And then at the end of those two weeks, I was like, you know what? I, everything will work out fine. Let's just step away for a while and just be a mum. (laughs) <laughs> yeah tell me tell me what are you doing what are you doing to set yourself up and did you ever have that fear am I alone with this I don't know no you're not alone with this I I certainly had it definitely uh, my intention has always before I even really back in back when I was doing these internet marketing seminars and make money quickly I was doing a lot of affiliate marketing so for mm-hmm. me I my dream has always been to run a non-location internet business from anywhere around the world mm-hmm. before I even knew I wanted to be a coach so it's it's always been something that I have wanted to do, which is take my business 100% online. Mm-hmm. I've been so blessed that my mentoring program has been solidly booked out for four years that I've I never wanted to turn away clients. Mm-hmm. And even a year ago, I said to Matt, I'm ready to do my programs. I'm taking it online. And then the next round will come. And then the next round will come. And I love working one-on-one and at retreats. So when I fell pregnant, it was like the forced deadline. <laughs> you cannot work one-on-one anymore. Time yeah. to take your business online. I wish I could say that I've spent the last eight months creating all the programs and products I wanted to. But the moment I fell pregnant, a shift happened inside of me where I just actually wanted to be a mom. Mm. So I've been stepping away from my business for eight months now and really okay with it. That's fabulous. <laughs> Which is great because I am a total A-type workaholic. Mm-hmm. And so le- leaning into this kind of rest and this okay that I don't have to be on all the time and work all the time hasn't really affected my income or my clients, I've noticed to drop in my social media numbers a little bit. Mm-hmm. So how have I baby proofed? I have um, created, I've revamped my original program that was my most popular, which is the 30 days to detox your mind and ran that in February, hugely successful. So the whole idea of that is that's going to be relaunched. My intention and goal is to launch to a thousand women every three months. Mm. So tell me, tell me about this detox your mind. Third, what is it? 30 days? 30 days to detox your mind. So this was my first program because when I started this journey, the mindset was before I figured out the self-worth issue, which was the deeper root cause, Mm -hmm. the mind was the first place I started, the negative thoughts, the judgments, all of that. So in all of my research, I started to draw out these core principles to live by and they really started to transform everything for me, including my money situation, my relationships. And so then I created it into a 30-day program that was very easy and accessible to implement. Mm -hmm. So you get a principle and then you get an action step. And that was the program for three years. And then at the end of last year, I thought, you know what, it's such valuable information. I want to make it more interactive. So I decided to put an accountability challenge. So when you join, there's Ah. a Facebook group. 
And at the end of every day, everyone needs to share how they implemented that principle into their life that, that day. That is brilliant. It's brilliant because you get, like I had 150 women from around the world and all of them recognising that they're not abnormal and they're not screwed up and that we're all in the same boat and it was such a beautiful community to see. So that launches. the reinforcement as well of that day's activity, like it's just great. So you've got the connection, they feel like, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're heard and, you know, they're not alone and the retention of them actually saying what they've done for the day. And it made all the difference to, to run it live. It is a, still a DIY program on my site that you mm-hmm. can do alone, but the live version is so much better because it forces people to implement that principle into their relationships or their yeah. life. And and therefore, they started seeing massive shifts. And because I'm there for the 30 days offering coaching through the Facebook groups, mm-hmm. um, it yeah, it was really, really valuable and beautiful to see. So Um, Off the back of that is my signature program, which I'm still writing, which is the deeper root cause stuff, which is basically just a reflection of my three-month mentoring. And Mm -hmm. that launches at the end of the year when I come out of my motherhood bubble. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And essentially, I won't go back to one-on-one. I'll just run the programs and do retreats. Mm -hmm. So that's how I've baby-proofed my business. So what are the challenges that people would have um, that normally come to you? Uh, oh gosh, as women, what what do, what don't we have? Yeah. <laughs> or what what are some of the um the, the key, results? The core that, one. Well, even just say what are the results that they see? Because you're right, like you you've actually covered it pretty much by saying you know money, relationships. Um, it could be you know self worth, identity, weight, mm. you know all these different things. What are the outcomes like? Do you actually get to hear them or see them? Um, what are, what are the stories that you know? Yeah, I definitely do. Three months isn't isn't a long time to work with someone, but you certainly do see the shifts. So yeah. let's just dive into a few. There was one particular client. She's um, she's an advertising executive and she's a beautiful girl and has carried a, lo- a lot of weight and yo-yoed with weight her whole life. Mm-hmm. Now, through the Mind Detox prog- prog- uh, process, we discovered that her mum said to her at a very young age that something along the lines of she wouldn't be successful if she was fat or carrying weight. Mm-hmm. So the root cause of her weight problem, if we get rid of all the other stuff, is the fact that she wants to prove her mum wrong. Wow. And she That's was a nice place to work from, not? <laughs> I know. And she was not willing to let it go. Mm. And so when, when you think about the root cause of why we experience the problems we experience, whether it's a lack of self-worth, no vision, it all comes down to our childhood experiences yeah. and something someone said to us or we've mm. created around ourselves. So... The majority of my one-on-one work was really going back in the past and helping women recognize that who they think they are with all of this stuff is not necessarily who they are. They've made decisions at certain times that's kind of skewed their identity a little bit. Mm-hmm. And when we release that belief or release that prison and limitation, mm. they feel such expansion and limitless and and things shift immediately. I was working with one woman around her immense fear of rejection in relationships meant that she was clingy and needy and could not break up with people. She was a mess. And we did a mind detox process. It all came down to forgiveness around her mum. And it was instant because the next day she was meeting her ex-boyfriend to give over some stuff. And she texted me afterwards and said, I felt nothing. I wish him well. Wow. And to be able to, and she struggled with that her whole entire life. Just totally was able to disconnect. Just totally completely yeah. disconnect immediately, and mm. so when you when you work on, I guess, the power of the mind in the past, what I see is women 
all the resistance and all the unhealthy behaviors that they thought were them just start to melt away mm -hmm. and the anxiety and even the depression, the pills get thrown out the window, not because I tell them to at all. I would never do that. But they realize once they learn how to manage their mind and their emotions and get a really great insight on how people work, mm -hmm. they don't need to cover up the symptoms. They know how to process them and move through them effectively. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I was doing all my PD stuff, I remember the biggest breakthrough for me, the first thing I learned was your external world is a representation of your internal world. And I remember thinking, what? So everything is happening is because of the way that I think. You need to change the way I think and I'll see differently. Um, and as I started to delve more and more into that um, and the training, um, there's something that I do that sounds similar, which is called a trans-derivational search. So I'll have a client that will have a, a block in sales or in building their business or not feeling that she's good enough or, you know, wants to give up and we'll do this trans-derivational um, search. And like you're saying, it always goes back to when they're a child. And mm. one girl, it was because um, she was standing on a barbecue uh, when she was five years old and wanted to jump off. And all the other kids were allowed to jump off it. But when it was her turn, her dad didn't let her jump off. And there was so many issues around that about her being able to truly be the businesswoman that she was is. Just from that one little thing. And like you're saying, um, it's them being able to recognise and work on that. And as soon as they actually look at it, that they're looking at that situation, they've been holding on to that belief and looking at it like with the five-year-old's mindset instead of, say, a 30-year-old's mindset or a, you know, 28-year-old's mindset. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're it's so They're looking at it like they're so still true. five years old. It's like it, it's, it's just such amazing um, to, to see that shift. And mm. so with the detox program, because um, how is that like, what is that like? Do they actually have this massive shift where they actually get to work on themselves? You said that they actually have conversations with you. Like I'm sure like, like the work that they can do um, being able to have some type of access to you would be just as important, wouldn't it? it? It is because when they start to implement the principle or the process or the learning, they then have questions around, well, sometimes it's very simple. They just get this massive aha and they, and they recognize, like I had one woman's husband give feedback and say he's never seen his wife so peaceful, calm and happy mm. in all of their marriage because no longer was she using him and blaming him as an excuse for her unhappiness. She'd taken back the power of responsibility and learned that we all react off our own stuff. Mm -hmm. So what, what I find is that they start implementing the principles. They start to notice all of these aha moments. They either come in and give the powerful testimonies or they come in and say, okay, there's a girl at work who I just, I can't let go of the judgment. Can, can someone help? <laughs> and everyone comes in with their own stories and how they've implemented the principle. And then I come in with some coaching. So oh, it's, it's such a beautiful program. Oh, it sounds amazing. So what's what's next for you? We've got motherhood coming up. Um, the yeah. Detox Your Mind program, how does that work? Is that like something that continually runs? It continually runs on my site as a DIY program, which means when you sign up, you get the start the e-course immediately over 30 days and right. still get access to the community, but there's no activity as such in the community. Mm -hmm. um, and then three times a year, the next one's the 1st of September, 
it launches live. So then we all start on the 1st of September together and we all go through the modules together and that's where the accountability challenge yeah. happens live. Wow. So Fantastic. that's exciting. What happens to me next? Well, I haven't told, I've had a baby, <laughs> but I haven't told anyone else this really except my close girl bosses, but I'm actually launching a lifestyle blog. Ah. Yes. So it's called The Lux Mama and it's all about... <laughs> what is it it's really about showing the other side of me so my business around self-worth and personal development is one side of the the passion and the calling work that I have Mm -hmm. but that this whole other side which is around health and wellness and values and honor in a marriage and relationships and love and all these things that I've implemented in my life and really seen great results but not necessarily relevant to the audience that I've built mm-hmm. from debbiespellman.com. Yeah. So through a blog platform, which is a very soft platform, a very inspirational platform, my absolute goal is to inspire a million women just to live a better quality of life Beautiful. through health, through wellness, through restoring marriages. Restoring marriages has been a really big key point in my work, um, especially on my retreats. I get a lot of mums. And in the most recent retreat, I had two mums come along ready to pretty much leave their husbands. And by the end of the five days, they were so in love with their husbands, they couldn't wait to get back to them <laughs> because they recognise all their stuff. The husbands them. were going, hey, go do that course again. I was going to send you there every year. <laughs> so, Debbie, tell me, um, let's just say if we have two different listeners, we've got, um, you know, the, the female that's she's in the startup phase and she's, you know, trying to get out there and get her business to go. And then we've got mm. the women that have been dedicating their life to their business or the last year or so. They're getting money in and it's time now to take to the next step. If you could give some advice that you knew that would change the way that they think or stuff that they need to know to help them, you know, really get that self-worth, what would be some advice that you could give to both of them? Yeah, great. So um, when in the startup phase, the biggest thing is to persist and be resourceful. I live by a principle that there is no such thing as problems, only opportunities. And if you sit down with yourself and work this principle into your business, you'll discover it's correct 100% of the time. So whatever problem you're experiencing, there's one of three ways that it's actually an opportunity. The first, it's either a character upgrade. So it's teaching you how to love more, just be a better human being. The second is it's a skill upgrade. Or the third, it's just going to be a life upgrade. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) So if you approach every single perceived problem Mm -hmm. as an opportunity to upgrade yourself or your life, suddenly you become very resourceful and you'll never, ever, ever feel stuck again. Can you go through those three? I've just tried to write them down. I understand my writing. (laughs) The first one is a character upgrade. Character. That's what it says. Okay. Yeah. So if there's like that really toxic colleague at the office who you just don't like, then maybe you need to learn some unconditional love or understanding Mm. or compassion right? to move through that problem. Second is a skill upgrade. Mm -hmm. What do you need to learn to move forward? And the third is a life upgrade. When you overcome this problem, how will life be better? Beautiful. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) So that is what I recommend. I mean, that's what I recommend for all female entrepreneurs. You're never stuck. And Mm -hmm. like we said before, momentum is what brings to you your purpose and the right people. So always continue to move forward by seeing problems as opportunities. Um, with the, with the next stage up to leverage is what I would recommend. We, we have such a passion to serve the world 
And I think so many times, especially for maybe the older women who have been running a successful business for some time, the, the thought of doing internet marketing or online marketing or social media marketing might sound a little bit um, like it doesn't work and it's not working for certain people. It works incredibly. So take the time to leverage yourself by taking yourself online. Mm. And not feeling like you have to do so much as well. Because the woman at that stage, it's time for her to leverage her time. Where's her time best spent and where can she get the resources so when she is sort of moving to that online that she doesn't have to do it all? Because I think a lot of them have that fear that they need to do everything. (laughs) Yeah, and in startup you do. So then letting go of the baby, I suppose, is terrible. Because, you know, when you do delegate, yes, sometimes it's not done as well as you would, but you're never going to be able to grow to whatever your dream is unless Mm. you focus on what you truly love and you outsource the rest. Well, Debbie, thank you so much for sharing your time today. Um, I feel detoxed already. (laughs) Where where can we actually find more about you? So um, you can check out debbiespellman.com. And um, come on over and say hi. Check out my social media. I'm on social media most days. I'll right. be off social media for a little while in two yeah. weeks. <laughs> but, I, but I'm sure while I'm breastfeeding, I'll have my phone there because what else are you going to do, really? <laughs> so when we um, air this, you may have already had your babies. Oh, my so, gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be interesting to actually find out. Well, you know what you're having? Have you told everyone what you're having yet? I haven't told everyone what I'm having. Okay. So yeah, I won't so it'll be it. a nice little surprise. <laughs> it will be, and, I, and I'm really looking forward to diving into my motherhood cave. Yeah. And, of course, if anyone has any motherhood suggestions, come on over to my Facebook. I'll be very happy to hear the advice from the well-seasoned mums. Yeah, beautiful. Thanks so much, <laughs> Debbie, for sharing your time today. Thank you very much for having you me. you all the best and a nice, Thank easy, you. slippery birth. Oh, yeah. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Cashflow Candy. This is Annette Lackovich. And if you want to join me for more interviews and great sales and business advice, make sure you subscribe to my Cashflow Candy show. That way you get regular updates. Let's keep boosting your sales.